Season 6, Episode 16, Free Flow. Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandro Vivanco, and this is going to be my free flow episode. I have not written anything. I'm just going to look back to the six seasons and just talk it out with you guys. I have just finished um, making my sauna-ish spot, a recording studio. When we bought the house, there was a place outside that it's pretty cold because right now it's winter. Um, It's kind of like a three seasons room plus a little booth. And it's, I think it was supposed to be a sauna. So I'm not going to use it obviously as one. So I turned it into my own studio. All the seasons you have heard thus far, they have been recorded in a closet. And it's been very hard on my body because I had to really try to get the sound right. And um, there was not a lot of space to, you know, work with. And I had to finagle around until I got it right. So it's kind of nice, although I am pretty cold. I cannot put obviously a heater because the sound will be on the recording. So I just have to, you know, tough it out. I'm fine. You know, I'll survive. (laughs) So I just finished recording uh, season six. I like to write the season as it comes. Some of them are faster than others. And then after that, I just sit down and try to record as much as I can Sometimes in one sitting, sometimes in two or three, depending on, you know, if my voice gets tired or I'm just busy or, you know, I'm in pain because I'm in the closet. So there are a lot of things that, you know, I haven't shared with you. You know, I want to make sure that the episodes are short, they're sweet there's a message, there's a story and all that and keep you keep you going and hopefully something will click. But definitely what I've noticed is the arc of the evolution of my voice and the stories. You know, when I began season one, let's say season one, two, and maybe three, I was still in the programming of this has to be perfect. It has to set the sound needs to be this way and the way I convey the message has to be that way. I was kind of more in a writer's mode and I was still thinking about my accent and thinking about, you know, my voice having to be lower and it couldn't be higher. Like I couldn't be me basically. And I was talking about being me, but I couldn't be me. I noticed, I have noticed obviously um, and it was because of the things that I had learned in the industry wherein I, where I was told, you know, you have to sound this way. You, you have to be this way. You have to try to, you know, kind of like modify yourself to be a character while being yourself. And I think that I couldn't separate both of them. So now on season six, uh, by the way, I'm recording this a year prior so it's right now it's 2021 no it's 2022 and you know it's been 2020 it's been like a couple of years or less and I've noticed the evolution of 
you know, the, the level of comfort and the level of, you know, um, effort I put into the stories. I try to not be as, like I was in the beginning, like beginning, middle and end, but there was a certain structure that I was following and now I'm more of a free flow. And I think that comes to show that if you really respect the rules, learn them, then you can say, hey, fuck the rules and let me do me, you know, let me just free flow it. I know it's kind of like a character um, of my years of doing theater. I remember always knowing my lines. The lines are the, the foundation of your character. When in doubt, know your line. Like if you don't know your line or your character, you will fuck it up basically. Cause you have to know home. Once you know home, then you can go and, you know, open the door and go outside. But then you have to come back home if you get lost. And that is what happens in life, you know, how to learn the rules and growing up in the environment I did. And I've talked about this before, how I was never in that place of, you know, drugs or alcohol or, you know, being a being someone who who was uh, having babies, but someone else, like being in that, I'd never stayed in that environment, even though it surrounded me. And I've also talked about my cousins having to be in that environment. Some of them went to jail. And that's because of the structure, like super strict structure that I had at home. And I think that made me realize, oh, hey, Okay, this is, if you kind of clean it up a little bit, I get where things are going, right? So I think that's what makes us who we are. You know, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with making mistakes. Like, I have a cousin who, in and out of jail, but if he were to clean it up in 10 years from now, you know, he has lived and that makes him who he is. You know, it's about making those decisions and making the choice. You know, you don't have to say and be that person, but there is a level of awareness that you have to come to that says, hey, how about we, we stop doing this? How about we just choose differently? And some of us don't know what that means, you know? So that's why it's important for us to not judge others or ourselves to some extent with criticism because it doesn't work. I've lived in both sides of my family. Um, They love to criticize one another. They love it. Oh, my God. If that's if there is a some a, a a fallen soldier, that's that's enough for them like that. That could take up a month. You know, I've talked about my um, aunt who was married to my uncle and she she wasn't like a part of the family. She, she married into the family and she was an alcoholic and people didn't know how to handle that. So they would talk shit about her, but never said anything to her. Now, I'm not saying that they, they should have gone and, you know, try to do an intervention, but at least, you know, shut the fuck up. You know, it sucks when... People don't, they are so immature, they don't know how to handle it. And when she died, she died from an accident. Oh my God, everybody was like, oh my God, she died, poor her. And I'm like, really? What's this turnaround? Like, what's happening? Like, let's let's keep it real. If we're going to do this, let's do it 100. 
But of course, my family doesn't know how to do that, right? If they're listening high. So it's important for us to be honest and learn, hey, maybe this person has a problem. Maybe we need to have some compassion. We can state the truth, but we don't have to like act one way and then talk about it with, you know, other people and turn around and be mean and this and that. We need to like kind of like separate from that culture of silence, gossiping, because it doesn't do any good. Now, I'm not saying do not gossip. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yes, I'm, this is free flow, by the way. But what I'm saying is that when you see someone in pain, just acknowledge that instead of pointing fingers. I think the finger pointing is what really gets you, especially in a culture like mine, um, which is, you know, very... Uh, we're all going to go to church and we're going to state what the Bible says. And then at the same time, I'm going to cheat on my wife. I'm going to be an alcoholic. I am going to have a baby out of wedlock while married with kids. I am going to abuse my wife or my kids, you know, that type of culture. And it makes people hypocrites and makes people not real. So when you look at examples, you're like, wait a minute. You know, when you are like, trying to figure out what you want to do, where you want to go, who you should follow when you're younger. It's like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that y'all are going to church and you hate gays, but at the same time, you drink and abuse your wife? Like, what's the tea? What's happening? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yet that is the contradiction we grow up in. And that is what we need to separate us from because we end up doing what was done. What we see, we learn. It's all learned behavior, like the people in my country being colorists or racist and there's discrimination. And it's all about separating yourself from others and all that. That's learned. You don't, you're not born that way. So talking about it, I think it's important having conversations that are honest. I'm not I'm not saying go to your grandma's house tomorrow and talk about her racism because that's just not how it goes. It's about knowing who you can open up to and understanding that whatever they say, it's not the truth. It's just their experience or opinion. But I think that we tend to internalize all of our, our environments unconsciously, obviously, as the truth. Those are the facts. And even if we feel uncomfortable, we dismiss it. So that's what I'm trying to break, that culture of silence where you don't like your family members, but then everybody has to sit on the table because you are made to sit on that table. Like, what if I don't want that table? Burn that table. I, I, I want to sit in another home. I want to sit on the floor, if you get what I'm saying. And so that makes us who we are, and it goes deeper than just the ideas that are floating around from time to time. Anything that you have criticized about your family, about um, your parents and how you grew up, that should be taken into account as that's a part of me as well. Like we cannot separate ourselves to the point of that's them and that's not me because we marinated in it. We grew up in it like that's us, right? And then by not denying that part of us, then we can actually 
have control over it, have power over it, instead of living in the unconscious state, you know? I think Jordan Peterson says something to the effect of, know that what monster you can be, so then, then you can control it. Something like that. You get what I'm saying. But when we dismiss and we turn our heads and say, no, 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 that's not who I am, yet we keep on behaving that way, then that kind of makes us hypocrites. And we are in we are participating in that culture. So learning from everything that has happened in life in a way that humbles you, makes you honest, and you don't feel like you're lost or defeated. You just know that, oh, okay, this is where I stand. This is the foundation. If not, we're going to suffer. In my family, I have a, I have a family member who grew up in a home where his dad uh, is very homophobic and he obviously taught the kids to be homophobic and he's gay. You don't have to say it. you're gay. Like we all know you're gay. You know what I mean? Um, he wanted to study, I think, dance. And the way his family has gone um, about being gay and using the Bible and rejection has made him someone who hates gays, even though you are gay. You get what I'm saying? Like we put, well, parents put their kids in that position because they have never grown up to be a man or a woman. They're just in age, you may be 40, but your inner child, it's like two. Like, what are we talking about here? So we make a lot of damage and you cannot once the, the damage is done, it's not up to the parents to fix it. It's up to the kids to be aware of it so they can heal it. If not, we're just going to, you know, repeat the pattern until there is a cycle breaker. And I've said it before, in my family, meaning my um, mother, father, brother, and me, I'm the cycle breaker. It's not my whole family because there's, there's a bunch of situations over there. Like, it's very complicated. It's complex. And so deciding to say, hey, you know what, this is wrong, but at the same time, I still have love for y'all. I think that is the biggest takeaway from a lot of things that I have lived. Um, it's not personal anymore because I now understand that I was looking for a parent. I was looking for a father. I was looking for a mother. And now I'm like, no, I got it. That's why when I say, you know, I step into the full role, like I step into the role of being a woman, like with open arms means that I'm not going to behave like a little kid when things get tough. No, no, no. I'm already a woman. I'm grown. I got it. And that's what I've seen women in my family do when things get hard or they have made their decisions that have not led them to a place of success. And so speaking of success, segue, um, when I talk about perpetuating, you know, the, this idea that um, our parents know better or, like I say, our, our caretakers know better, um, they may know better or they may not know better. So um, I was I talked about the season about this job that, you know, I was working at a I, I, I applied to be a cashier. I just wanted money and I ended up being a supervisor. Cool. Whatever. Didn't care for the role or title. I just wanted to earn money. That's it. That's where my head was at at the time. 
Um, when I decided to leave, of course, I went to another store, a different one, completely different, same retail, but just a, di a different area. And uh, again, I did the same thing. I was applying to be a cashier. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Pays better than a supervisor. Um, and then the, the team leader, which I talk about in The Boss, he was like, do you want to be a supervisor? Because they need they needed like an extra supervisor, like one more for the team. And I remember talking to my dad about this and without thinking, like without taking a breath, he's like, you should take it. I'm like, why? He's like, because <laughs> being a supervisor, you, but okay. For an extra dollar? Well, but you would be a supervisor and then more responsibilities, but you can be a super. So there is this narrative, there is this chip that says a title matters. You cannot be just a worker, you gotta be a title. And then I was really wrestling with myself. I'm like, shit, do, should I be a supervisor? Like, is this my calling? Is this it? Have I landed on the gig? It's life talking to me, but then I'm like, but I'm, I'm not comfortable being a supervisor because I don't care. I'm not here to be something. I'm just here to earn money. And I remember thinking, why would I take, um, why would I take advice from a, a man who, no shade, um, works at a job he hates, a lot of money. Okay, I'll give him that, but he hates it. He has a title. He has everything you could think of that a man should have, you know? That's why my grandma is so proud of him because, you know, he checks the boxes, right? Even though he he has a failed marriage. If the family doesn't know and they're listening, they know now. You know, my parents are separated. They're not divorced. They're separated. But that relationship had been over, sweaty, okay? Um, he's in a job that he hates with a big title, he is the owner of a house that he pays for that he didn't want to get. So you're telling me, I see you and I'm like, you're unhappy. Because when I used to talk to him, it was all about, you know, I would like to not have responsibilities and be, you know, in the field and, you know, do whatever I want and be more like a, like a loner. But now I'm working here and I'm like, so if you know that what you have is not success, why would you try to perpetuate it? Do you get where I'm coming from? And so then I realized that programming goes beyond what we can see. Because he could, he could have stopped himself and said, hey, you know what? Live your best life. Live your best life. Do whatever you want. Hey, it's an extra dollar not worth it. You know, I would ask for more. Uh, do you want the responsibility? Like never in, in the conversation I was asked, what do you want? You know what I mean? And I think that is the old programming, you know, because obviously he has achieved everything he needed to achieve according to the checklist that my grandparents had for him, but he's still unhappy. And I'm pretty sure that his intention is not, oh, I want my daughter to be unhappy. His intention is I want you to be happy. And what I've been taught is that uh, it should come from this checklist right here. You know, I'm not unhappy, but it may work for you. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense, yet it happens. And this is a man that, by the way, I love my father. 
you know, great guy overall, like he, good and bad. I think that overall he did the best he could, the same as my mom, but Joel know the T. And he cannot stop himself and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is not like life is talking to you through me. I am telling you, I just want to earn some money. I don't want responsibilities. And I walked around the store. I remember talking to a bunch of people that worked in customer service for a long time and they were not supervisors. And and they were like, oh, yeah, you should be a you should be a supervisor. And then I'm like, why aren't you a supervisor? And they would say, oh, what? For an extra dollar and all that work? No. So I'm like, then why would you want me to, to be it? Like, if you know it sucks, why are you trying to push it on me? Like, stop. And I ended up leaving the team and I went to another team, a much better team. But you get what I'm saying. Do you get what I'm saying? So it goes deeper than that. And it takes patience. It takes time. Because at that time, when I was talking to my dad, I wasn't like in that mode of, oh, you should see your pain and trauma. This is the programming. Welcome to the matrix. I was like, but I don't want to do that. Like, what's not clicking? What's not fucking clicking? So... And again, you don't have to go back and have those conversations if you don't want to. Like, I've never had that conversation with my dad. But when I went to the new store, I was working in in another team and I was kind of settled. I'm like, okay, I can, you know, I can see myself do this. I earn some money. I pay my bills, whatever. And you guys know, you know, my dad is from a very conservative family um, and my mom is from a hippie land family, you know, they did whatever, um, my grandma specifically, man, I love that woman. She's, she's already dead, but she was very like free life, you know, let's party and have a good time. Obviously my mom didn't like that, but my mom is very structured as well. My mom has never had like a, like my dad, like a job like that. She has had jobs, but she has never like maintained, you know, she doesn't have like a retirement fund. Um, you know, she was a mom. That was her job. That's the only thing she could do. Later in life, she she went back to school and learned some things, whatever, got her titles, but she never did anything with them. So I remember talking to her on the phone and she was like, oh, how's your little job doing? And at that moment, I didn't say anything, obviously. But then later I was like, you know what? That fucking hurt. Here comes a woman who has never had a job, never had a dream, nor pursued a dream, has always been unhappy. Now you want to fucking criticize and minimize my job? Like, what? what's the problem with paying my bills? And that reminded me there was a story of uh, one actor who was a cashier at Trader Joe's and someone took a picture of him and they tried to make it go viral. Like, oh, yeah, this is where you work. It's like, bitch, he's earning money. Like, why are your uh, projections mine why do i have to hit a standard for you why can't i just live my life without you trying to dismiss or minimize me like we good over here you know what i mean it's not enough like i say in the season like i gave you my life you know i did everything you'll ask me to i went to school i graduated i got accepted to a college where my father and his older sister went to, which is which was a big deal back then. And I finished, by the way. The only one, a woman, the younger woman. I finished. I did it all. I got my master's abroad, blah, blah, blah. And of course, this comes with a little bit of salt to them because I never did like fucking accounting. 
You know, I was not in economics like my father. I was a, you know, my 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 minor is on um, like undergrad communications first and performing arts later. And I had to do two years of general studies. Like I wasn't just fucking around in a black box all day. Like I had to actually show up and do the work. And there were different things that I had to study. Not only, you know, uh, scene study one. And then I did my master's. Again, a little bit of salt uh, for them, you know, especially my dad's side. You know, oh, it's acting, whatever. I'm like, but I did it though. Like, what, what, you, what, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? And then I, I acted. Like, I did it. I didn't like it. Now I'm I'm going solo and I'm earning some, some money on the side. Like, why not be proud? And that's why I, I'm always, like, saying why it's not enough. It feels like it's never enough. Like, I have to be... Even if I was on a TV show and top 10 earner, oh, why isn't she in a film with Leonardo DiCaprio? You know what I mean? Like, there's never enough. That's why I realized that it's it will never be enough for them. But now it was different, though. Like, I knew that. But now it was different as in I was already par- already parenting my inner child, right? So I wasn't, like, seeking that, oh, maybe I should quit and get another job. Oh, maybe I should go back to acting and, you know, maybe my agent was right. You know what I mean? You know? So that that is the environment we all come from to some extent or another. People who have never done anything, like my grandma was a mother. Like that, the end. Congratulations, sign it, leave it on the table. Why are you asking your kids to be all of this and that? And I'm going to tell you why. This is This is why. Because she just likes to brag about it, period. It makes her feel good. So that's why I talk about dreams and projections of our own caretakers and giving that responsibility to others. Now, you have a choice. Unfortunately, up until me, um, we chose to follow what they wanted us to do. And we were seeking that approval and love because, remember, we identify with our jobs. And as, as long as you have a title, you're going to get love and approval and attention. And if you don't have a title, then you better go get one or we're not going to talk about you. You know, you're just going to be on the side, which, which is what happens to... I have an uncle that lives in um, Catalonia, and that's what happened to him. You know, he was a little bit of a rebel. Again, you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? And this goes beyond my family because when I talk about um, in this season, the the older woman who wanted my job when I was a supervisor, she was probably in her mid-40s, probably. But she acted like she was 13. The pettiness of it all. And... She was determined to be a boss. And I'm like, okay. But if they haven't given you the job yet, and you have been here a year, there must be a reason. And I don't think it was personal. I would say if it was personal, but my boss really didn't like her because this woman was very, this is how we're going to do things my way. And she would do things that you're not supposed to do. Like she would do giveaways to the to the other cashiers and I'm like why are you is this approved like what's happening 
But she wanted to have that power. She wanted to be that person. And she just took it upon herself. And she had already applied to be a team leader. And then she applied to be a supervisor. And both of the times she was denied because she was not a team player. Even though you are in a position of power, you have to learn how to play with a team on the team. And a lot of the the cashiers that I managed, uh, they hated her. They were like, we don't like working with her. She's always bossing us around. Mind you, she's nothing. She's the same as, and I would tell them, hey, she's the same as you guys. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If she can, if she asks you to do something, you know, or if she says, hey guys, how about we do this? Then that's different than, oh yeah, you should do that. People who have never complained, complained to me because I opened that door. I'm like, hey guys, I just want to like, check in with you what's going on you know I want to like situate myself what's happening and because whom I call my saboteur uh was the supervisor back then she would let her run amok I was like not on my watch like what's happening and she ended up quitting because she couldn't stand the fact that an outsider you know this older woman was gonna be there And then she took it back and she said, oh, no, it's going to be like I'll I'll work once a week or something like that. I'm like, you're 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 not going to get the job. However, you want to slice it, you're not going to get it. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't get it because you don't know how to treat people. Just because you're in a position of power doesn't mean that you don't treat people well and talk to them. And when I remember when I put in my two weeks notice, all of my, my my team was like, why are you leaving? And I'm like, because I cannot work here. Like, if I cannot do my job, then I, I got to go. And they would be like, no. That, and a lot of people quit, what I've been told. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave too. Or, like, it was a shitty job. Like, no, it wasn't a shitty job. It was a shitty environment. And it was enabled by the big boss, you know, the, the regional manager. And I'm like, okay, if that's how y'all want to play the game, that's fine. We're just going to not look at what's happening. And that's why you create a culture of people who don't go to work. We would have two people, two cashiers uh, scheduled and they would not show up. Or nobody wanted to cover anyone's shifts because they didn't want to work with this person or that person. And I'm like, then how are you going to make it work? Now, there's people that are willing to play. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just come in, do my job. I don't have to like you. But I have to at least get some respect. You know what I mean? And it's tough. That's why I remember sitting in the office after like something big happened. And I was like, I have to get out of here. But then I was afraid. I was like, oh my God, but I need income. I don't want to be again in that position of I have to look for a job and then wait for them to, you know, reply. Sometimes... You can apply for a job, but you don't won't hear back unless they really need you. And that's what I did when I moved to another store. Um, like I was on it. I was calling and I made sure that I was on it and I never missed a beat because I was trusting that I was not going to be out of a paycheck. And I wasn't, you know, but it takes time um, for someone to trust that things are going to be fine But I just couldn't put myself in a situation where I had to cry in the bathroom. Like, how sad is that? Because I couldn't, like, even in a professional environment, you cannot just pop at the mouth and be like, oh, this and that. 
you just have to like try to be as mellow as you can because I never want to give anybody a weapon so that if somebody calls for a reference, they say, oh yeah, this and that. She did this, she did that. I did everything right. I left my two weeks notice. I show up to work. I was respectful. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to work. I did everything fine. And that's it. And it was over. It was a clean break. So it's about understanding how we can be in the world in a way that we don't have to play the game all the way. We don't have to get petty all the time or even worse, be silenced and, you know, slowly die. Because remember, and this is something that I've talked about before, but I think that it's, it's good to bring it up now, you know. What are we doing here, guys? Yes, I talk about the soul. I talk about purpose. You know, I try to give another dimension, like an, an extra little thing to our existence here. And to some extent, yes, it works, right? So it's like, yeah, we're here to learn something, the evolution of the soul. If you, if you, you know, uh, read about the, the enlightenment or you read about the evolution of the soul, like how many times you have to reincarnate to, you know, then don't come back here and other uh your tribe may be here may not be here but this is just a moment in time and time is not finite blah blah blah. we can talk about all that and you know ponder and wonder about the the beyond but really what are we doing here so when we talk about death uh oh here we go we should never talk about if it's about when and it's never going to be, you're going to be 75, you're already retired, and you know, you're sitting at home, and you have a heart attack, or you're in bed, you go to sleep and never wake up. It, it may be to some people, that's how my, uh, my grandfather died on my dad's side. He went to sleep and that's it, he, di he died. Or it can be like my grandmother on my mom's side that went to the hospital and she died. Or it can be like my grandfather on my mom's side who was like in his 50s and he was playing a pool and he died. You know, it's when, not if. We are going to die. So right now, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to die one day. We don't know when. We have put it in the back of our minds like, oh, you're gonna, we're going to die when we're in our 80s and then after we, you know... We are married, I have kids, and probably I'll see my grand... No, you can die tomorrow. You can die right now. You can open the door and die. And it doesn't have to be in a car accident. It doesn't have to be, like, extreme. You can just slip in your shower and die. Like, death is a part of life. Everybody who is breathing will stop breathing any moment. We don't know when. We don't control that. So what we have to do is prioritize ourselves. Like, say, what are we doing here? That's why I ask, what, what are we doing here? Like, am I really, in, like, really convinced and all in in the idea that I should just be unhappy in a job I don't want to be in? Like, that's it. There's nothing I can fix. This is it. I, am I committed to dying here? Like, I know my dad is committed to dying at his job. But he's in his 60s, you know? He could take a leap of faith. He's not gonna. 
because he already bought the house. So he has to make the payments, you know. So he already knows that that's it. It's over. That's it. He committed to that. And I can respect that. But to everybody else, everybody else, when are you going to start living? And living doesn't mean you have an income necessarily. That's a part of it. But actually living, like doing something more than just going to work and you identifying with your job. Like how many more of the of the, the women that I, I talked about that she wanted to be a manager so bad, but she was still a cashier after a year. And then she was very overzealous about a position she was never going to be in, in that store, particularly when I was there. You know, how many of, of her are in the world? Like, of course, working is a part of life, right? We gotta work. We have to, like it or not, however you want to slice it, unless you have somebody else who pays your bills, we all have to make some money. But why not doing something we enjoy, or at the very least, hear me out, doing something we do not hate? You get what I'm saying? One life. Unless you're going to come back and you already know how you're going to come back and, you know, you can read the tarot and be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to come back a fucking king. So I'm not, I'm just going to, you know, do me until it's over and then I'll come back and be happy. You know, it's like happiness. As a matter of fact, it starts today. It doesn't start when you quit. It doesn't start when you earn more money, when you get your home, when you find a husband or a wife or you get kids or whatever. It starts like right now, like this second. And the problem is that we put so much pressure on happiness being in the future that we forget about our present and then we stay in these jobs or in these circumstances that we hate. Now, what are you going to do? Like, I'm calling it out so that someone says, yeah, probably should do something about it because I hate my life. Like, in season one, I talked about a friend that we had to stop talking to that I just recently reconnected. And she was like, what was I doing at my job? I hated it. I was like, of course, we all knew you hate it, but you liked money. So we were like, maybe she's willing to just give, give up happiness and peace of mind for a couple of bucks. She's like, yeah, we have one life to live, you know? I'm like, that's what, like, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the message won't reach you until it reaches you. And it may not be me who reaches you, but something will reach you and you'll say, fuck, yeah. You know what? I have one life. One life. And we're all, we are all going to get older. Don't expect like in 10 years, you're going to have, you know, a, a comeback. And then you're going to be as good or better than when you were 19. Come on. Like, we know what this is. We know that it's only once in this body. Why not make the best of it? Now, the best of it doesn't mean acquire things. Because you and me know that's just not going to fly. That's not going to make you happy. It's temporarily will make you happy, but it's not going to make you happy. What do you want to do? And it doesn't mean that, like me, for example, let's say, let's put me uh, as an example. I don't know yet where I'm going. No fucking idea, no fucking clue. And that is a big thing for me to be comfortable saying that. But at the same time, I know a couple of things. One, I want to be creative and I want to do something. 
that has to do with talking, creativity. You know, this kind of fits everything I'm looking for right now. Two, I want an income. Okay, so I need to get a job. Okay, at the, at the very least, I don't have to hate it or be surrounded by snakes. Fair enough. That's where I am today. I don't have to hear my dad or my mom being like, oh, you should get a, you know, blah, 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 or you should have this title, that title. No, fuck you, okay? I'm going to do what I want to do. And th this is good. Like, this is a good exchange for everything that I am asking for. I get to do what I want. I'm slow. I have slowly built my studio. Let's see how the audio is going to come out. But I've slowly done this. Um, why am I Why would I rush? Like before I would think, oh my God, I have to do blah, 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 blah. And I would get in these like mental cycles of, you know, spinning around thinking, oh, everything has to be done by tomorrow. No, bitch. Excuse my French. No, it, it can be done. Just do, just go, keep walking. If you want to stop, stop, but just keep walking forward so that you understand that it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, and that shouldn't even be a concern. So I need money. That's how I get my job. And I need to be creative. That's how I do the podcast. So far, so good. Tomorrow, I may say, you know what? I don't want this. I want something. Oops, sorry. I, I hate it. I want something else. And I have the freedom to change it. Or eventually my income and my creativity and the things I do will come together and something will happen. I'll be like, okay, this is it. Then I can be my own boss or not. Or I should always have a side gig. I should always have some extra cash coming in. I don't know. But the point is that I'm already in it instead of being Outside of it saying, maybe I should, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. What should I do? If you're, if you really want to start something, get it, start now. Like there is no tomorrow. We all take for granted the fact that tomorrow exists. How do you know? How do we know? There's people that didn't wake up today. How do you know? Hence why it should be today. But we are very lazy when it comes to living like actually living because we're just a being right now. Like we do and be and then are like, okay, maybe tomorrow, may maybe when something happens, maybe when it clicks, maybe when I dis, probably. But if you really want to do something, do it now. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure if I listen to the season one of the podcast, I'm going, oh my God, that season has had more edits than ever because I didn't want sound in between, like my breath, you know, taking a deep breath while talking. I was like, no, cannot hear that. And I would edit every microsecond. I'm not joking. I did it like 10 times. It was just messy, mess. There was no freedom, but I'm not going to go back and redo all over again. I would have done that the first year though. Like, if I had a studio like this, I would have just, you know what, I'm going to re-record everything. But fuck it, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to look back. It's there. You want to listen to it, fine. You don't want to listen to it, fine. You, you want to criticize it, good. You don't want to criticize it, great. Like, who cares? Let's keep moving forward. In five years, 
you're going to wonder about, oh, I should have done that then. Don't put yourself in a position you should have done that. And whatever it is, you don't have to get it all together by tomorrow or, or today. You just have to make a choice and you have to choose yourself because when you die, that is it. There is no take two of the same life. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? You have to be honest and do not complain about your job that feeds you. What you should do is strategize. Okay, how can I begin to make it? Because this whole time that I've been doing this season and prior seasons, some of them I haven't been like sitting in the studio every day. Like I had to find spaces where I could write because I really wanted to. And I had to find spaces where I could sit down and record. Like season five, I was working while doing it. So I'm like, okay, today's a day off. Tomorrow I have another day off. Like, let's get cracking what's happening. I have to keep myself accountable as well. If you really want something, you got to work for it. But I think that we have gotten lazy with the fact that we have an income and we can complain about it while still getting an income. And then that's it. Yeah, you're going to tell me that you were born and at 15, you're like, you know what? My passion is really to be, you know, an accountant. I hate my job, but that's my path. No, no. Like, give yourself space to be creative. And by the way, if that was your passion, that's great. Congratulations. But I'm talking to the ones that didn't think that way. You know, when I was in school, I never heard anyone say, oh, I want to be an accountant. I, I heard people say, oh, I would like to be an engineer. Even then, I'm like, okay. But you know what I mean? Who are you living for? Are you living for the matrix? For your parents? For the programming? For the popular opinion? For the Facebook post? Although that's dead. Like, let's, let's be real. Facebook is dead. But who are you doing it for? And if you're doing it for yourself, are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it because mommy said so when you were two? Be real. Be honest honest. We're giving away our lives. We're giving away our time. We're investing in other people's lives and wealth. That that right there should stop you and say, you know what? Yeah, she's right. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in five years, you're going to see me be like, you know what? You were wrong, bitch. I'm like, okay, I was wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. But at least give yourself the opportunity to live one life why are we accepting crumbs? And I'm not saying that everybody should be a boss and everybody should be an entrepreneur and you know what I mean. Just live your life before the programming, before you chose what college you were going to go to and what you were going to study. What did you want to do? And if you know what that is, do you still want to do it? Have you found a passion that you have said, I don't have time for it? Because if it's really your passion, you, you will make time for it. It's just a matter of logistics and how you're going to go about it that makes us go, eh. you know what, I'm, I'm comfortable here, so we're good. Fine, if that's how you feel, that's fine. But again, do not be 65 or 44 and be like, man, I should have done that. Unless you're going to begin to do it that moment, 
You know what I mean? Don't give up your life. Don't give it away for free. Do something you love. Find yourself. That's how you find yourself. When you begin to do something you love, a lot of things begin to look meaningless. Like fights that you want to... People at work are a bunch of people that want to pick up fights because they are unhappy with their situation. You know, they take on their frustrations on their coworkers. Find something you love. Find something that inspires you. You wake up one day and you're like, you know what? Not only am I thankful for being alive, but I really want to get cracking on this. I woke up today, my day off, 5.50 a.m., okay, Gotta fit the kit. Uh, gotta feed the kittens, and then I'm gonna put some hot air in in this cabin that is, you know, it's full of snow. And then I'm gonna write it out, light a candle, and write it out because that's what I wanna do. I wanna finish it today. I don't know how it's gonna come out, but I wanna finish it today because I got time and I have energy, and I'm gonna do it while doing the laundry, while. Uh, prepping myself something to eat while cleaning, you know, litter boxes and floors and all that. We have to do it for ourselves. Nobody will do it for you. Don't be 54 and blaming mommy because she didn't hug you. No, she didn't hug you. Now what? Hug yourself. Like, stop. We are very immature. We are. And I'm including myself in it because that's how I was living for a long time. We are very immature. We, it's not our parents' faults. Yeah, they did some fucked up shit. Move on from it. Of course, acknowledge it. Acknowledge, process, feel the feeling, but move on. Eventually, we all have to move on. If not, we're all stuck. We're going to stay stuck, and it's in our, in our mindset. It's in the emotional body and the mindset. That's why, you know, if I post a book... Or if I talk here about a book, it's because it really did help. Yesterday I cried. Man, that's that's an amazing book. The Choice, amazing. Green Lights, you know, The Storyteller, A New Earth, The Power of Now, uh, t- 12 Rules for Lives. Uh, yeah, what is it? 12 Rules for Life, you know, and I'm going to read Beyond Order. You know, you got to stay on track. But nobody's going to tell you what that is. You have to find it on your own. Don't get stuck in the programming, you know? That's why I have a bunch of Palo Santo here so it can clear as I, as I tell you what I think. But that is the issue. We live for others. Oh, what do they think? Your opinion is not my truth. You're entitled to your opinion, but I choose not to accept it as mine. I got my own thing going. And if your opinion bothers me, hurts me, I have to look at myself and ask myself, why? What's happening? Because it's not about you and your words. It's about me and my pain. We're going to die. What are you going to do before that time comes? That's all I'm saying. So I think that's it. (laughs) So Remember, if you like the episodes or anything, subscribe, share it with a friend. I I think I have Instagram. 
I have deleted Instagrams in the past, so I don't know how long it will take. We'll see. I kind of do what I want. So if you can find me, great. If you don't find me, don't worry about it. As long as you're subscribed, you're good. I am going to take a break. This time, I think I'm going to take a break break because I want to start another project. Let's see what happens with that project. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get another season. It just means that um, after this, usually what happens is that I finish a season, edit, you know, post-production. I put everything in the in the Anchor FM, you know, thingy. And then I program, I schedule, and that's it. And then I begin to write a new season. But I think now what I'm going to do is, since I, I, I am giving myself a year, I'm going to try my best to work on something else, you know. <laughs> There was there's a there's a great bit from the Chris Rock stand-up, uh, bigger and blacker, I think. He talks about, you know, couples that, you know, they they already know everything about each other. And then, and then one of them goes, go and get yourself kidnapped or something so you can tell me a new story. Something like that. That's basically what I want to do. I wanna make sure that I go do something else and then come back because in the living and in the interacting and in the telling the story that's where I begin to notice things and the and the observation of the experience is where I get my episodes and so if I don't have anything to say obviously I won't say anything but if I have something to say I will say something you know and I always like to write seasons accordingly so season I start a new episode then okay this is going to be season seven now I need to write it would be 17 episodes and I don't want to pull them out of my ass obviously I want to make sure that I, I I give you something but I don't know what that means like what what I'm gonna do for season seven I've, I've had a bunch of ideas obviously I started writing a bunch of episodes for something else but I don't think it's gonna work out so I have to take my time. I have to revisit because if I start writing something and then I leave it and then I do something else and I come back to it, it's just, it doesn't click. I'm like, what? What is this? Like, I don't get it. I need to flow with everything at once. So that's it for, for me today. Obviously, there's not going to be any edits. You know, I have been very annoying with myself trying to edit if I... If you hear something, if I uh, stutter, but I'm like, whatever, you know, it's just, it's just us talking, you listening, me talking, probably talking back to me. If you have any questions or whatever, I have an Instagram or you can go to the Anchor FM uh, website and on my podcast, you can leave. If you have an Anchor account, I believe that you can just send me a voice message and whatnot. And that's it. So I hope you guys have a great year. I think this is coming out 2023. Wow, this is insane. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys have a great year. Make sure to keep yourselves accountable. Do not dismiss your pain. Look within and all the good stuff that I've been talking about, but also take action. Like we cannot stay in the world of ideas. We need to land some of them. Not all of them are going to work, but at least you try to do something, you know, try to evolve and develop something 
as you go. Not everything has to be a success story. Not everything has to be perfect. It just has to help you become whatever you may. So that's it. And as always, with that, I say till next time. Bye.